a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. I am Lee Lonsberry. Yesterday, quite a press conference, huh? Hosted by Governor Gary Herbert alongside COVID-19 Task Force Leader Lieutenant Governor Spencer Cox. Later on in the program, we heard from state epidemiologist Dr. Angela Dunn. Well, it was Governor Herbert that had the big announcement yesterday. The coronavirus, the Utah response. This is not going back to business as usual. We're not to that point yet. That will be in the green stage. This is our second level, red to orange. Um, It means that uh, we still have risks for COVID-19. It's uh, out of an opportunity for us to, in fact, open up more economic opportunity that we're doing this. And uh, it will only maintain itself at this new orange level if we have continued vigilance. Not long after that announcement, the governor addressed uh, risk. And while we are relaxing a bit the threat level, that there are still risks present. Sometimes people think that we're trying to get to a zero risk situation. That is not true. Uh, We'll never have zero risk. We know life has risk. And we're trying to manage the risk to tolerable levels that lets us go back and, in fact, open up the economy and yet still protect the people's health. So the, the way things work is the governor obviously has uh, certain directives that he uh, shares on the state level. And uh, one of the other things mentioned in that press conference yesterday by the governor is that he would uh, allow for or that the circumstances allowed for counties and municipalities to work with their local health departments in conjunction with the state health department uh, to possibly impose certain variances, either uh, heightened levels or more relaxed levels uh, of strictness and of guidelines and such like that. We heard this morning from uh, Salt Lake County Mayor Jenny Wilson. And now to get a sense of things uh, uh, on the level of Utah's capital city, I'd like to welcome to the program Salt Lake City Mayor Aaron Mendenhall. Mayor, how are you? I'm well, Lee. Thanks for having me on again. How are you? Uh, I'm doing all right. Uh, still here <laughs> broadcasting from the guest bedroom. Looking forward to uh, – and, and I'm in Salt Lake City, so I guess it's up to you when I get to go back to work. <laughs> Let me ask you this. When do I get well, to go back to work? Salt Lake City is going to be uh, following suit with the county, and I know the county is waiting on the governor's official order to come out so that they can frame the county's language um, to mirror that of the state. But I recognize that uh, just as it is with air quality, Salt Lake City doesn't exist in a bubble, and that we can't sequester ourselves from the things that are going to be allowed to happen all around the county and surrounding us. So it doesn't uh, actually make sense for us economically to stay in the red zone that the that the state described if everyone else around us will be opening. But it doesn't mean that we should let up on uh, taking care of ourselves 
staying home if you can, but definitely social distancing, wearing masks in Salt Lake City in particular. And as we heard County Mayor Wilson say, it's going to be required if you go back to the businesses that are just not being able to open up. Now, there is a, there is a, a subtle difference in the, the language shared by the governor yesterday and the language of uh, Mayor Wilson this morning, and it has to do uh, with, uh, with recommendations versus requirements. Uh, it was made pretty clear by the, the mayor this morning, Mayor Wilson, that uh, within the, the, the health order, that it is a requirement which carries with it the force of law and the potential for, uh, for, for fines uh, and for action by law enforcement. That'll be the case in Salt Lake City as well, and you're supportive of that? Yes, and actually the county order will be able to prevail over Salt Lake City and all of the other cities in the county. And this is really the same thing that happened when the governor put the stay-home order in place. It really took the county making a public health order of it to put the force of law behind it. So it's it's not dissimilar from the pattern of the way it's unrolled with uh, other measures in the past. Uh, let me ask you. Let me ask you this: Will uh, I, there was another distinction which I think I picked up this morning, uh, and it has to do with the the process through which various dining establishments and otherwise uh, that they have to pass through to reopen their doors. Will will restaurants need to submit a plan of action to uh, the, the the county health department or any health departments before they're able to open their doors? I haven't heard that that will be required, but of course we'll see when the, when the county does issue their order. Um, I know that I'm hearing from businesses across the spectrum, some saying we're ready to put those plans into place and put those precautions to keep our customers and our employees safe, and others who are saying, you know, I've heard I've heard from a couple barbers just today since the county's announcement saying, how on earth am I supposed to be able to cut people's hair, touch their faces, give them a shave, and do all of that safely? Um, I'm not ready to reopen. I don't even know how to function uh, with these kind of restrictions and, and say we're safe, but that the economic forces are, are strong enough. You know, people are coming back to work in part because they have to, because the, the, we can't afford to stay away from work any longer. So uh, there's a lot of concern. People are worried, and and justifiably so. Salt Lake City has the highest cases in the state, and uh, so your opportunity to both contract and potentially spread that virus is high here, and it's critical that people continue to take this seriously. There, there is a, a sort of a fundamental understanding which I think people must have in order to be okay with wearing these masks, and it is that the wearing of the mask is not done in an effort to protect oneself, but rather to protect those uh, around you. Uh, what, what would you add to that to that plea to get folks to to comply with this every uh, Utah in a mask uh, that effort on behalf of the governor? You know, locally, uh, culturally, masks aren't something that we've worn as a uh, across the population in the past. So we really need to, um, I think, as individuals, unpack that stigma that we might have in the back of my mind. Like, am I going to feel silly walking into the grocery store in a mask? Is anybody else going to be wearing one? We can't afford to be questioning this anymore. We heard from the state, Dr. Angela Dunn, how critical this is. We heard from the county mayor that it's required in these public spaces, and we expect that to happen. Uh, let's set aside whatever strangeness we feel about putting a mask on and just take it seriously. This is about protecting everyone in our community, even people you don't mean to come um, into contact with when you're passing in the grocery store aisle or whatever it might be. 
masks are going to help save people's lives and help us have a faster economic recovery. You mentioned stigma and self-consciousness. I'll, I'll admit, I, I fit right into that boat. You know, when I go uh, get some gas, if I've got to run inside and, and grab something, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'll, I'll put the mask on, but uh, but there is a little level of something where I'm a little self-conscious, and uh, uh, what you said is exactly right. Uh, folks listening, and I myself, need to, we need to get over that, because uh, I, I do believe uh, in this in this plea, and I believe uh, that it is of great benefit to, to not necessarily ourselves, but to others. And so that's a good thing. Let me ask you one last question before we say goodbye. Uh, timeline. Any sense of the, the timeline of this new order? I know there was uh, some uh, there was some uncertainty uh, by Mayor Wilson this morning as to how long the governor's uh, newest order was going to last. Have we got any clarification on that yet? Everybody, we all want a date. And as um, I've been saying, this is really about data, not dates. As much as we'd love to hang our hat on some number in the future, this is about tracking the data. And today, the county's data shows that the rate of infection is stabilizing and that there's a slight downward trend in new cases. We're going to be tracking that with our county partners on a day-to-day basis, but we can't look at a single day. We have to look at a trend and over time. And that progression of how quickly we get to that that next step of opening um, is wholly dependent on our collective willingness to socially distance and to wear those masks. So everybody wants the economy to be doing better and for us to stabilize. The faster we get there is dependent on how much we take this seriously still. All right, Mayor Mendenhall, Mayor of Utah's capital city, Salt Lake City, uh, giving us an update from her perspective and from her office. Grateful to you for your service and for your time on our show today. Thank you, Lee. Take care. All right, you do the same. Uh, We'll speak again soon. We're going to take a quick break right now for some news, and when we come back, it's expected we will be hearing from not only Dr. Angela Dunn as she provides a situational update on the things uh, dealing with the coronavirus here in the state, but we'll also be hearing uh, from Gary Harder speaking to uh, the care available to uh, veterans here in the state of Utah, as well as Monty Roberts with the Utah Division of Motor Vehicles. So many stories of long, long lines uh, queuing up for hours and hours as Uh, folks try to uh, take care of the business at the DMV. Well, Monty Roberts has some updates, and he'll address us in a press conference coming up next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.